The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So one headline you should know, the Democrats have decided to push back impeachment a little bit. That's what all the reporting is. They were hoping to have uh, the full impeachment vote and send the actual articles of impeachment or article of impeachment. It sounds like there might just be one um, to the Senate by Thanksgiving. Now they're talking Christmas. Oh, a little present for the American people. I don't know. I don't know about the strategy on that when people get so busy and aren't following politics. And man, you get into January and we're fully into voting for the next election. People are actually casting votes to choose the candidate. Then it just seems so weird. How about you yeah. just might just lay it out there for people, and if they don't like them, they vote in someone new. Right, right. Well, they want to prevent Trump from ever holding office again. I think that's part of it. Yeah, plus, they just don't want to take the chance. If they can uh, stop it uh, through non-electoral means, they want to do it. We'll see if it works or not. I doubt very much that it will, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Also, more West Coast bum explosion news, uh, more uh, national attention being paid, uh, more dumb solutions being offered, and what you probably, you know, the, the headline might be, is it's way, way, way more than the big towns now, the big cities, the big metro areas, medium-sized small towns with their own bum explosions. Wine country in California, there there are huge swaths of the town and beautiful facilities and amenities 
that have been built at great taxpayer expense that are no longer usable. And the city fathers say, well, all we can do is put up fences and keep you honest people away from them to keep you safe because the uh, the judges won't let us do anything about it. So it it's reaching a serious crisis stage. We'll talk about that. The Supreme Court really, really, really needs to step in on that dumb, 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 that's right, triple dumb Ninth Circuit Court ruling on camping ordinances and the rest of it. But speaking of the Supreme Court, they are going to be taking on the fourth branch of government, which actually is larger than the first three branches that we learned about in school. Schoolhouse Rock never mentioned bureaucracies. The agencies that actually run government This fourth branch, according to a piece in The Hill, doesn't wield all of the government's powers, uh, but, so we don't live under tyranny in America, but as we allow unaccountable bureaucrats to accumulate more and more power, we'll move closer to the tyranny feared by James Madison, among others. Here's what we're talking about. On Friday, the U.S. Supreme Court announced it would consider the constitutionality of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is one particularly unaccounted federal agency. It's created in 08. Remember, Liz Warren was behind it least to a large extent. What are these, in theory, protecting me from? Uh, awful operators, you know, dishonest people and scams and, and exploitive okay. uh, credit card companies and payday lenders and the rest of it, a lot of which are just furnishing a service at the price that the market will bear, and the Financial Protection Bureau ought to shut up. And some of that sounds like, okay, so a business uh, sells me something that's not what they said, that'd be fraud, then you go through the court system on, uh, you lied to me. Right, right, exactly. They make the point in the Hill the uh, CFPB enjoys vast legislative, executive, and judicial powers, and it is virtually immune from oversight. Here's the problem, and Tim the lawyer has been so eloquent on this, uh, Tim Sandifer, how Congress will pass the No More Bad Things Act, and the act will say the new Bureau of No More Bad Things is authorized to pass such rules and regulations as are required to prevent anything bad from happening. And then they run wild. For instance... The CFPB may prescribe rules and regulations under various consumer protection laws, enforce conduct that it may define as unfair, deceptive, or abusive, and adjudicate its own enforcement actions and impose legal and equitable remedies. That sounds like a fancy words for we can do whatever we want. Right. Right away you'll notice that by that brief description that the CFPB captures the roles and responsibilities of all three branches of government under one roof. Wow. That's something. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Let's say your company is accused of violating a CFPB rule. Um, the CFPB can sue you in court or, at its sole discretion, subject you to an administrative enforcement hearing administered by them. If you don't like their in-house decision, you can appeal to the agency's own director. And only after the director's decision could you seek review in a court of law. But the deck is stacked even then because courts are required to defer to the CFPB's actual findings and legal conclusions. The ultimate outcome of this concentration to discretionary power, together with its significant independence of the three traditional branches of government, is arbitrary and abusive government. Well, is there any chance the Supreme Court says, hey, well, the pressure is on one of the three legitimate branches of government, the legislative branch, to be more careful with the way they write this stuff? Yeah, you would hope they to wield would do more that. of their power. Right, right, and wow, this is getting into ground that um, I'm, I'm going to be shaking on. The The court absolutely ought to say that. They ought to administer a firm-handed spanking to the Congress. But you can't 
have the Congress passing laws that are unconstitutional. And if they grant all three branches power to an independent agency that's not accountable, that's got to be unconstitutional. Mm. Um, let's see. There's one more thing I wanted to throw in there. Ah, supporters of rule by unaccountable fourth branch agencies argue that their independence and discretionary powers insulate them from politics which supposedly allows them to respond quickly and efficiently to the complexities of the modern world. But it's dubious at best to believe that government employees are immune from politics and efficiency and convenience do not trump constitutional protections. Yeah, but they're also immune from politics in the reverse in that there's no politics we can use to do away with you, apparently, or complain. Right. Right. So it works both ways. Yeah, in fact, the uh, in the case of the uh, Consumer doesn't, Protection Bureau... It doesn't work both ways. Uh, let's see. Where is the... The only way... See, the, the head of this agency is appointed to a five-year term, cannot be removed by the president, except for inefficiency, neglect of duty, or malfeasance in office. Even if the agency director carries out policies contrary to the wishes of the democratically elected president. So it's their own fiefdom. So when's the Supreme Court going to look at this? Uh, they just said they're going to... Okay, well, that's a big deal. They took it up then. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I love this one further example. Imagine a cop pulls you over for driving 30 miles per hour in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. 30 in a 35. Again, the police decide to prosecute you themselves instead of in a court. At the hearing, you make the reasonable argument that you can't be guilty since you were driving under the speed limit. No matter. The department's prosecutor argues that upon further consideration for the public safety, it's too dangerous to drive over 25 in that zone. The department's judge agrees and finds you guilty. Mm, Good one. Good description. Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't... Fourth branch of government, Jack. Rain it in. If we don't get to this soon, we're bad at our jobs. Because it's that good. Adults love breaking rules that they followed as kids. <laughs> the top rules adults would like to break or do break, including what percentage of adults want to be able to eat with their hands. <laughs> you child? There's wow. a you child. Wow. There's a whole bunch of examples of that. Pretty funny. It's all the stuff I'm telling my kids not to do all the time. You know, maybe it makes me a bad person, but I am 100% responsible with getting rid of my gum. I have never and will never toss my gum somewhere it should not be. No, I never have So either. I go I ahead and chew gum no matter what the damn sign says. I've, I break that one all the time. Where do you, where are no you? No food, drinks, or gum in the auditorium. Oh, gotcha. I see. Yeah, I've, no, I've never ever, not one time in my life stuck the gum under the seat or. Right. No, whatever. it's disgusting and pathetic and irresponsible. Sorry. I'm very judgmental. So you'll ignore the no gum here? Oh, yeah. You are a rebel. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that minty, fresh taste, Jack, it just it lifts my spirit. Remember how when you used to uh, bang your straight razor on the barrel head? Oh, yeah, just to get it a, dull and rusty. Yeah. So that when I cut my uh, my opponents open, they would bleed a lot. As Not a they, joke. As long as they didn't put a chain around your head first. <laughs> well, old Corn Pop about got that treatment, man. Well, but, corn Pop was a bad dude. Maybe but, not so bad he needed a chain around us. But you're not going to wrap this chain around your head. Right. But you're that kind of guy chewing gum in an auditorium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gum is my straight razor, man. Armstrong and Getty. Uh-huh. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. You've got two little girls. Are you worry about, you know, the internet? The, they're going to be on it someday soon, and that yeah. toxic atmosphere. Of, of course, I want to know that when my girls grow up, that they're going to be able to say that, you know, their dad. Uh, made the world better and stood up for what he believed in. Mm, that's Mark Zuckerberg being asked about, is he worried about the Internet for his kids when they get older? And he, uh, I don't know, he said a bunch of words that didn't mean anything. Bit that's of a his dodge there. Yeah, a dodge. Yeah. yeah, imagine. Ah! One of the great dodgers of our time. Um, I would like to say to Pacific Gas and Electric, the company that runs the uh, electric company for a big portion of the state of California. The nation's largest utility. That has made a lot of national news for turning off the power on windy days. Ah, yes. In cahoots with their corrupt government protectors. You're not fooling anything by this little subtle change you've done to your website in the last couple of weeks. So if you go to the website to see if your electricity is going to get turned off, it says, Public Safety Power Shutoff Event. Scroll down oh, for more event. info. It's, it's a, an event, everybody. It's a power shutoff event. <clears throat> That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Who do you think you're fooling with that softer language? That's beautiful. The thieves didn't steal from me. It was a removing items from my home event. Oh. Unburdening the, you from owning that watch event. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know it. Shameless. Public safety power shutoff event. <laughs> What should I wear to the event? Yeah. Oh, and corrupt Californians, we are working on an investigation slash a guest that is going to absolutely blow the lid off of the corruption that's been going on for years. Keep listening to the show and you will understand exactly how you've been screwed. Not that it's going to be a couple of days from now, but we're working on it. Bernie took a shot at Hillary over the whole Russian asset thing. Marshall's going to have that in his news coming up. Well, and Bernie would know. Huh? 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 Vacationing in the Soviet Union much? Adults love breaking rules that they followed as kids, according to a survey. I will often skip down the hallway in my home. And you don't, didn't allow No your, skipping in school. You didn't allow your kids to skip in, at home? Oh, no. I was thinking, do whatever they wanted. We got no more running down the hallway since they both came out of their rooms running down the hallway, hit heads. Uh-oh. One tooth went into a forehead. Oh! Ended up at the emergency room. Bloody mess. Oh, yeah. So no more running down the hallway. Oh, man, I lived through several of those. We would play hall soccer. You ever do that? Hall soccer's crazy I fun. Our, I don't think our hallway's big enough for that. Oh, well, all right. Get a bigger one. Uh. Oh, it's just because it's constricted, so the ball can't go anywhere, and you play with a balloon or a really light ball or something. Oh, it's crazy fun. Top rules adults have broken. Start at the bottom. Number six, not eating all my vegetables. Are you kidding? <laughs> you think I feel beholden to that rule? Please. Boy, uh, wife made uh, spinach last night, and everybody had to have a little bit. And uh, mm. I don't dig the spinach. It's raw or cooked? Cooked. I'm not a fan no, of it. No, thank you. I mean, lightly she, she steamed little bit. Okay. Raw, I, get, I like. She really likes to cook spinach. I, I do not find it a pleasant uh, flavor. Judy and I went out last night out of pure laziness. Neither one of us wanted to cook anything, and uh, and I ordered a salad, and I could tell she was a little annoyed with me. Because it was a little judgy, a little now I feel bad e, and yeah. I felt kind of bad. It was a good salad though. Mm. It was a steak salad had steak in it. Mm. 
You got to watch on the salads because you can get a salad. I mean, I go to places like Applebee's or whatever, but you get a, you can get a salad that's like two thousand calories. Oh yeah, it's in the, it's on the salad page. Yeah, you'd have been better off with the cheeseburger. Why don't um, you mind your own business? Other rules adults have broken: this dessert for dinner. I've done that a million times as an adult. Eat sugary food before bed. Are you kidding? Number three, fifty percent sugar, man. Sugar's death. Stay away from sugar. I, huh? I, I haven't done it lately, but in, in my life, absolutely. Uh, snacks before dinner. 50% of adults have broken that rule. Breakfast for dinner, of course. We do that regularly at home. That's no rule at our house. Uh, eating on the couch. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, it's one of the great pleasures. Really? Nice. Being an empty nester, uh, frozen pizza and a ball game? Are you kidding? I'm an eating at the table guy. Eating happens at the table. My oh, wife completely disagrees. Sake. People eating all over the house. There's food and crumbs everywhere. Wow, they got a they got a home for you in the Taliban. <laughs> you eat at you the table. You a big old beard and, and, and slap, uh, you know, you slap women for showing their head. Because, because I want to eat at the table. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Quaker over here. No uh, offense to the Behaviors Quakers. adults want to do but don't. So these are the the things you'd like to do, but you don't do. Wow. Counting up from eight to one. Okay. Uh, 30 people would like to throw food. I've never had the the compulsion, but uh-huh. avoiding vegetables, of That's course. how I test if spaghetti's ready. You just take a noodle, you throw it on the fridge. If it sticks, that's that's ready spaghetti. Perfectly good. <laughs> it's al dente or whatever. Uh, to the tooth. Hell, yummy. Blowing straw wrapper at someone. A third of adults would like to do it. Well, then do it. Jeez, lighten up. You, yeah. can, you can take it an eye. <laughs> You want to blow a straw wrapper at somebody? Go ahead. Is it the wrapper on my paper straw? Giving it's going to disintegrate by the time I'm done with my second iced tea. Giving food to the dog. I never do that. But I, I do, do that bowl once in a while, but um, very rarely. Uh, playing with your food. I don't. I've never been a play with my food guy. My my rule with foods and dogs is very consistent. I I do not give food to dogs, but anything I drop is fair game. Oh sure. Oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what they're waiting for. Sure. His hand's looking unsteady tonight. It's going to be a good night. Tonight's the night he drops a little bit of steak. I mentioned this earlier in the show and was mocked. I'm not sure why. My dog, Baxter, has learned to speak. He is now vocalizing. He is saying things. It's not clear to me what he is saying, but he is clearly trying to learn to speak. I think we've got audio of it here. There are good men out there, guys. Don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with <laughs> out there. You just... Yep, there's Baxter. He's making weird... I'm hungry. Sounds. <laughs> and it's disturbing. It's disturbing that you think that. It's disturbing that you think your dog is trying to talk to you. Well, because he is. Uh, giving food to the dog I do not do. I say my dog, get over there. If this were North Korea, you'd be on the table. That's oh, what I say to my dog. Wow. Wow. Controversial. Um, number three, hiding food you don't like. That adults would like to do that again. Uh, blowing bubbles in a drink. I hate that sound, but uh, you know. Uh, number one, eating with your hands. Adults would like to be able to eat with their hands more. <laughs> I don't, because your hands get messy. It's gross. <laughs> what about pizza? I have trouble. St- I eat pizza with my hands. I'm not a, a knife and fork pizza. Guy. Like the president. Yeah. 
I have trouble getting one of my uh, boys to eat with uh, utensils. He just refuses for some reason. No ma- mm. Really, no matter what it is. Mashed potatoes, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, boy. I don't know why we need to bring something else into this. <laughs> I can get the food <laughs> into my mouth just fine. One more thing to wash, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Bernie's blasting Hillary. We got more U.S. troops pulling out of the Middle East, and the curtain pulled back on Amazon's holiday toy recommendations. Coming mm, up. Fantastic. And West Coast bum explosion news we need to get to. It's getting worse by the day and getting national attention fantastic running with scissors says one texture that's the childhood rule they like to break why do you yikes <laughs> all right don't stumble and fall a um, bunch of stories we've got to catch you up on, but let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Boy, oh boy, we got a new rift uh, opening up in the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders blasting Hillary Clinton's claims. Of I don't represent- give a damn about your emails. Remember, he was uh, kind of hands-off Hillary back in 2016, but he's, he's willing to go here. Bernie blasting Clinton's claims that Representative Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian asset who was being groomed by Vladimir Putin to be a third-party candidate that could sway the 2020 election toward President Trump. Being groomed by suggests an interaction. Not merely Putin's thinking, let's see if I can uh, get a good third-party candidate, I weaken the Democrats. Yes, I'll do that. No, that... Tulsi was cooperating. I, I was giving Hillary the benefit of the doubt that she just meant, you know, it helps the Russians, not that she was in league with the Russians. But then I saw a Democratic operative on Fox last night saying a lot of what Tulsi Gabbard says are just Putin talking points, and it's a little too coincidental. And so, Okay, so you actually believe. Or they're trying to tar her with that because they fear her as a third-party candidate no. or something. She got like 2%. No, that can't be. Bernie tweeting out, Tulsi Gabbard has put her life on the line to defend this country. People can disagree on issues, but it is outrageous for anyone to suggest that Tulsi is a foreign agent. And crazy. It's a crazy thing to do. Do you get to Tulsi's uh, response, though? Here, Marsh? Gabbard? She explains it. Yep. Gabbard responding by claiming Clinton's got a long-standing vendetta against her. People warned me in 2016 that my endorsement of Bernie Sanders would be the end of my quote-unquote political career. They said Clinton will never forget that she and her rich and powerful friends, her allies in politics and in the media will make sure that you are destroyed. Well, and not only did she oppose Hillary and endorse Bernie, but she was part of the DNC people. Yes. And and she discovered that Debbie Wasserman Schultz had been fixing the whole thing in Hillary's favor and screwing Bernie. She was so outraged by it, she called them on it publicly and, and went over to Bernie. Right. So she really left the reservation. And Matt Taibbi in Rolling Stone wrote, and Matt Taibbi is no right-winger, Hillary Clinton is nuts. She's also not very far from the Democratic Party mainstream, which has been pushing the same line for years. About Russian assets. Uh, some people, That's interesting stuff. Some people are raising their eyebrows because President Trump has now defended Tulsi Gabbard. And they, uh, Hillary Well, and Clinton. he's colluding with Russia, right? As soon as that Mueller report comes right. out, you're gonna, it's all going to come clear. Yep. This is what, uh, this is what uh, Trump had to say. Tulsi, I don't know Tulsi, but she's not a Russian agent. There you go. Not a Russian agent. And David Frum said, if you know he his act, he's a, he's a neocon and... Uh, been in all the Republican administrations, he's a he's anti-Trump, but he said uh, Trump was supposed to pretend they're not all on the same team. So you 
Him and Putin and Tulsi Gabbard? Right. Oh, you so, people are sounding so like Trump blew his assignment. He was supposed to say, "You people are sounding like crazy conspiracy nuts with that talk." All right. Well, as American troops are pulling out of Syria, there is word that the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan is drawing down. Yeah, General Austin Scott Miller, the commander of U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan, told reporters in Kabul that they have cut authorized strength by two thousand. A reduction. He was saying it's been happening over the past several months, even though a peace deal with the Taliban still hasn't been totally worked out. But we are drawing down troops in Afghanistan as well. And it turns out to be a big boost to have a product featured in Amazon's annual holiday toy list. So much so that the online retail giant charges brands just to be considered for the list that recommends hundreds of toys each year. Oh, I need to find right. my pearls to clutch. Hold on. Right. Yeah, here's here's an update for you. Most of the recommended stuff these days is because somebody paid them to recommend Yeah, that's worth knowing, and I'm glad yeah. that's getting yeah. out yeah. in the news. Yeah. Now, I'm not worried about it or bothered by right. it, but I, I like knowing that because I, like most people, kind of just assumed this is the best stuff or the most popular right. stuff or whatever. It's not. It's 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 you know whoever pays to be at the top. The best, most popular thing might be on the second page, but the vast majority of people buy whatever's on that first page of recommendations. Right. I mentioned that to my wife. I said you got to scroll down because they they might be leaving out the very best of whatever these are, you're looking at. And she said, "Stop mansplaining Amazon <laughs> to me." Bloomberg is the one reporting this. They're saying brands pay as much as two million dollars just to have their toys considered for the list. Wow. And if they pay more, they can submit more toys for consideration. So every time you search on something, you need to go over to the sort and click on most popular or highest rated or something to get the... That's what you need. That's a good tip. Yep. There you go. Meanwhile, we've got another revelation. Turns out more than three quarters of parents admit to stealing their kids' Halloween candy. Oh. And more than... You don't? There are people that don't? Please. There are parents that don't eat some of their kids' Halloween it's not candy? stealing. That's candy taxes. <laughs> Where? Right, exactly. Well said. It's, right. saving, it's saving you from a lifetime of being overweight. <laughs> right, among other things. Plus, you know, there's a whole question of the costs of you, young man or woman. They've been considerable. <laughs> this will uh, get you a little closer to an even ledger, but not very close. Every year, my father found the Hershey's with almonds kind of questionable. I had to take a few of them out of my bag. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give you an example of being a lifetime of overweight by eating some of your candy so that you won't be overweight. That's what I'm exactly. More than a quarter of the parents say they end up eating more candy than their kids. We have have brought you groceries on a weekly basis your entire life. Now you have brought us a grocery, and we're going to share it. Here you go. Shoes for free. Give me your candy. Give me the the (laughs) candy. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. i got to remind Judy to grab me a little candy corn while she's out at the store today. God. I do enjoy just a nice big cup of it. I sit there on on the couch watching the World Series tonight, and I'll just pop it in my mouth. As a kid, Mm. I found it repulsive. As an Mm. adult, it's just... You got to chew off the little uh, yellow tip or white, and then <laughs> yeah, you chew off the orange, flavors, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you pop the base color in your mouth. Finally, at last, and then, uh, that's some goodie. Well, what do you What do you pair that with? Candy yes. corn, Kool Aid. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. It's the red <laughs> flavor and an insulin shot. <laughs> red red Kool Aid. The sweetness of the Kool Aid kind of offsets the saltiness of the candy. Right. I like when flavors are a right. color. Red color Kool Aid. <laughs> right. Red. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> With your candy corn. Oh, my God. That almost made me vomit in my mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Mid-sized West Coast cities. Springfield, Eugene, we hear your pain, horrific problems with bums and junkies in that town. Wine country, California, just burned a couple of years ago. Now it's beset with bums and junkies and what the authorities are telling the honest, hardworking citizens to do about it will shock you. Even more than that, it'll piss you off. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some business news. Airbnb is renting out a real-life Barbie dream house in Malibu. That's how you know the economy's in trouble. Barbie's got like 400 jobs, and she still has to rent out her place on Airbnb. (laughs) What an interesting narrative. That's how you know the economy's in trouble. The economy might be the best it's ever been in our nation's history, depending on what stats you want to use. But it's certainly not the economy's in trouble. But you know, you're just setting up a joke, but I get it. Mm. Wow. So a couple of stories of note in the West Coast bum explosion file. Yeah, you do have a lot, a lot of homeless people in this good economy. Oh, yeah. Half of all of them in the United States in one state, California. Yep. The West Coast. West Coast bum explosion there, and we'll be talking about the uh, miserable situation in uh, beautiful uh, Eugene Springfield, Oregon, the uh, home of the University of Oregon, the Twin Cities there along Interstate 5. I'll get to that in the next day or two as we're lining up some guests, but <clears throat> boy, howdy, we have we've been inundated by folks who live in Sonoma County. California, Santa Rosa, Sebastopol, wine country, really, um, and and some really really nice places, but a combination of progressive government court decisions and bums and junkies realizing, hey, this is even more cush than some of the more urban places, um, even more services and less uh, crime, whatever. They're spilling out into wine country. And we are, again, being inundated with letters from real folks, emails from real folks saying, guys, you cannot believe how terrible it's gotten. And this is a story of of idiotic, unrealistic government, almost entirely. And anybody who tries to tell you about it's about housing prices is just not telling the truth. Got this note from an anonymous resident. Wine country is now slum country, thanks to the Ninth Circuit Court which we've talked about a fair a fair amount. Uh, lovely Sonoma County is the next victim of the bum explosion only two years after being burned to death. Some of the most tolerant places in California are fed up with the craziness. For your bum-viewing pleasure, several concerted citizens uh, took a nice bike ride down a favorite local path uh, to find over 100 bums and junkies shooting up in broad daylight, to pooping, having sex, the rest of it. And in... Uh, if you've seen the video, and we can post it at armstrongandgetty.com, the long and short of it is, this is one of those, it was an old rail uh, right-of-way that was converted into a biking and walking path, and it's a, a boon to the community. It's a great thing. The county cooperated, and it was named after some local city father who, who spearheaded the effort. It's the sort of thing that American towns do right, and it's really cool. But 
Now there are a hundred plus tents and innumerable bums and junkies doing all sorts of crap on there. And the the response from the authorities has been what it's become lately. There's nothing we can do about it. The court said we can't enforce any of the laws. So here are the solutions offered by the city and county. Park rangers have decreased their patrols of late to curb a pattern of negative run-ins with the homeless. What? And what, what kind of wording is that? And what? The county is going to post signs advising trail users, the taxpayers, to avoid the area. Whoa. Yeah. Right. That is the state of your well, that, government. That's happening anyway. Mm, right. People are avoiding parks that they paid for, bike paths that they paid for, businesses that business owners paid for. Right. To avoid having to walk by really scary drug addicts. Right. But oh. that other one, we're going to patrol it less so we'll have less negative run-ins. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. I know. We're actually into Crazyville now. Um, <clears throat> local officials acknowledge the unsanctioned camp or camps rife with health and safety issues, including the spread of untreated human waste, substance abuse, garbage strewn around the area, obs- obscenities taking place, uh, pl- public drug use, the rest of it. Um, an epicenter of lawlessness, uh, said one uh, council candidate. Um, and and then you have um, and then you have this statement by this one politician. It's a conflict between the people who are falling through the cracks. Is that what's happening? Yeah. And and then they get into oh here's one more politician there it is I knew I wanted people to, aren't uh, buying that anymore dudes I'm telling you no. politicians people are not buying that whole falling through the cracks BS anymore hey Jeffrey Ross executive director of the Community Development Commission you're quoted in this story I will quote him first ultimately what we want to see is that folks are leaving the trail because they're coming into services it's going to be a several week process Jeffrey. You're probably a good human being. You're, I guess you're afflicted with the hubris of the left, which is that you can just cure humanity and, and build a, a utopia. Um, I'm telling you, junkies like being junkies. People who don't have to work and can depend on public services and never take any responsibility for their lives. They do that because they like it. Yeah. The easier you make it on bums and junkies, the more bums and junkies you're going to get, Jeffrey Ross. Order without compassion is brutality. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. But compassion without order is chaos, disease, and crime. That's what you've got. Boot their junky ass off the, the, the bike path. Where are they going to go? Somewhere else. Right. Now, the Ninth Circuit Court has made it nigh on impossible to do that. I acknowledge that. But every town, city, and hamlet in America has to join together and howl at the Supreme Court. And this week it'd be nice if possible. you got to overturn that crap. The number of cities that are falling apart and the speed at which they're falling apart is just astonishing. And it was the supergiant mega metro areas. Now it's all the quaint little towns and cities of America are falling victim to this idiotic utopian notion that you just, oh, oh, these bums and junkies and perverts and scumbags and all, all they need is cheaper housing. 
Oh man, yesterday I saw two women in a row give give money to this beggar at the street corner where I do a U-turn to go home in the day. And they're both so proud of themselves and high-fived and waved and waved back at the beggar because they'd done such a good and compassionate thing, given a friggin' junkie you more idiots. money to do drugs. You're you an are idiot. idiots. <laughs> um, so the New York Times has got a big story about homelessness in uh, in the West Coast uh, today. And I'll just read a little bit from it for you. Gene Gorlick, a property developer in Oakland and an aggressive critic of the homeless, recently suggested luring the thousands of homeless people in the San Francisco Bay Area onto party buses stocked with alcohol and sending them on a one-way trip to Mexico. Wait a minute. (laughs) Finally, my tax dollars at work. (laughs) He said refugee camps in Syria are cleaner than this, which is true. He said in an interview at a fast food restaurant in Oakland that overlooks a homeless encampment, Oh, yeah. I'll bet there are standards for a lot of refugee camps around the world. They would never tolerate anything as scary and dangerous and disgusting as a lot of these homeless encampments in some of the most expensive areas in the world. Right, because those people in the Syrian camps are not bums and junkies. They're refugees. The righteous homeless, the down-on-their-luck, the good, hard-working people who just really need a hand up, they don't cause these problems, which is why I don't use the term the homeless. It's bums and junkies. Let me read you the next paragraph from the New York Times article, which will make you angry. Homelessness is an expanding crisis that comes amid skyrocketing house prices, a widening gap between the rich and poor, and a persistent presence on the city streets of the mentally ill and drug-dependent. Well, to you finally if, got to the the reason for all this at the bottom. <laughs> after, despite billions of dollars spent to help them, right. the housing—if you cut the cost of housing in—this is my belief—if you cut the cost of housing in half today in California, almost everybody I can see out this window who's homeless still wouldn't get into a place to live. No, that's not the problem. No, certainly not if you imposed any requirements on them whatsoever. Any responsibility, any sobriety, any anything. Who ends up living under a park bench screaming at a fire hydrant because the rent got so high you couldn't afford it, as opposed to just moving somewhere where you could afford to live? Right. Or getting a bunch of roommates or whatever. Yeah, it's an absurdity. And to whatever extent housing prices are a factor in this, and they're a factor in some people becoming homeless, it's absolutely true. But the question must be answered what percentage of homeless people? How how many of the bums and junkies is that the primary cause? But to the extent that it's true at all, it's all, all in progressive places where zoning ordinances and environmental regulations and the rest of it make it impossible to build housing. To uh, move away from just being a complainer toward uh, like solving the problem, if if it's it, we believe it's it's mostly drug addicts, that's the biggest part of the problem. That's the biggest change that's happened is the the coddling the drug addicts. What do you do about that? I really don't know. Other than if you don't coddle them, a certain percentage of people get their act together. Yes, um, of course they do. Uh, but I don't know what else you do, because I don't believe in the whole, well, we need to get them into rehabs. No, nah, no, nah, you're not going to get somebody who has no interest in cleaning up into some government-sponsored rehab that to- they're going to clean up and that's going to change things. This question is for you, Jack. To what extent do people tend to get their act together because they realize they have to get their act together. Well, I think that's most of it. The well, vast right. majority of it. Well, so why would we as a society be in, be enablers for uh, bums and junkies and drunks? Because why we would we still, make it as easy as possible to be a drunk or a junkie? Because we're still buying the, it's the, the, the housing prices narrative. Oh, that's crap. The that's rent is too damn high. 
the people who that's truly the problem, they can be helped. And they are being helped. And in a lot of and cases, not I'm the ones, fine with it. They're not the ones threatening you as you walk into a restaurant. Right. Oh, my God. you got to see this video at armstrongandgetty.com. Crazy, junky, lunatic in Sacramento, California, smashing windows with his fists as residents cower in fear that they'll be the next target of his anger. And and I guarantee, well, you know, the cops might have arrested him, but he'd be on the street that afternoon. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure they would have arrested him because what's the point? Right. Right. They wouldn't have looked very hard from him, I can tell you that. Don't put up with it, folks. Go to your council meetings, yell and scream. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 